Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the latest, greatest, potential greatest of all time Nick's nonfiction. On deck, we have got Adam Alter's Irresistible. Malcolm Gladwell says, As if to prove a point, Adam Alter wrote an addictive book about addiction. No soundboard for Sadwell, Malcolm Hardwell. Today's book and all these academics is every bit as much about addiction as it is technology. Bro, working at a liquor store, these motherfuckers got me wanting to quit every drug. I'm not trying to preach from the Adam altar. <laughs> you got a host who is of sound mind, body, and soul. I'm just tired. I know I'm slurring already. Adam proves in this book, not every platform starts out addictive, but over time with your data, every app figures out how to be just that. Haven't opened up Facebook in a month? Here's a red shiny notification bubble you didn't ask for. Did you know? Steve Jobs didn't let his kids use an iPad. YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki, she limited her kids' screen time. And look at that, her daughter owns 23andMe. <laughs> We're going deep today. Don't get me wrong. Technology isn't all bad. You can use it to hit yourself on the head with underage TikTok girls, or you could use it to learn. Indian guys making YouTube tutorials? Those are the real MVPs. Alter says, by reverse engineering behavioral addiction, we can harness addictive products for the good to improve how we communicate with each other and save our money. Like I'm saying, we're using it to breed mental illness and short attention spans. Or we could save our money. I don't think we should limit these things if you think that's my take. If you want to tweak your brain off of dopamine, go ahead. I'm trying to talk about the kids today. We're going to have a generation that grows up that doesn't know how to think. Oh my god, these Zoomers are starting to creep me out, bro. They're not people. They're algorithms. A gender unit 415. It would slap so hard if we went to Starbucks and hit the gritty. Damn, boy! <laughs> these Zoomers, man, what are they? Listen to this statistic. Half of the American population is addicted to at least one digital behavior. We obsess over our emails, Instagram likes, Facebook feeds, binge on TV episodes. Okay, Adam Altar, 70% of Americans are self-medicating. Update the book. It's a brave new world out here. From Roblox to Minecraft to hardcore pornography. We're going deep today, son. We will be right back. About the author, Adam Alter. Adam Alter learned how to BS from University of South Wales, and then he got his MA and his PhD from Princeton. He's going to bestow his Ivy League knowledge on us peons. Quote in an interview with the New York Times, Alter pointed out that many Silicon Valley titans refused to let their kids near certain devices, and that was his motivation to write the book. These Silicon Valley texts, they don't let their kids use it. Quote, communicating via electronic devices has become the default option for young people, a fact that contributes to their mental problems. Bro, it's these milliwapping Zoomers I'm scared of in Starbucks. <laughs> Self-disclosure before we start. I want to throw my phone off the Golden Gate Bridge. Put that thing in a vice. If someone could show me where the main server at Facebook, I would pour Mountain Dew on it. My first phone was at 14. 
it's been 10 years the novelty has worn off like we're all still doing it we're seriously never gonna wake up it would be better if we all went back to the flip phone objectively the trance is in full effect it's pretty amazing to watch we're gonna throw out some theories where does this stuff come from technology i'm not saying maybe eisenhower made a deal in the 50s to get some tech i'm saying if you were in a laboratory your whole life with just soldering irons would you be able to make a phone or are these ideas man coming from somewhere else hmm one more quote from adam alter before we start Half of us would rather suffer a broken bone than a broken phone. <laughs> Millennial kids spend so much time in front of screens that they struggle to interact with real live humans. Oof. Stick around. Do it for the children. Chapter 1. Adam Alter's Irresistible Behavioral Addiction As I Throw in a Mouth Tobacco. Hey, Adam Alter starts the book. He's talking to Kevin Holish, <laughs> the man who invented the function that tells you how long you're spending on your iPhone. We lynched this man. He developed the app to see where all of his time was going. He asked people to guess what their daily usage was, and it was always 50% too low. Even the developers of the app, don't feel bad about yourself. I hate them. I don't hate you, the listener. Of thousands of users, they start crunching the data. The average American spends three hours a day on their phone. We're definitely above four by now. Quote, they pick up their phones an average of 39 times a day. Stop and think about that. How, would you do anything else 40 times a day? Scratch my balls? You know what I'm saying? What? Let's slow down. We're going long today. These things are so fucking overpowered. Like, ball scratches are wholesome. Kevin, holeshsome. Let's go, baby. This is a pretty important quote. Holesh reminded me that these were the people who were concerned enough that their screen time to download the app. So the number is far higher is what he's getting at here. This is how statistics work. Well, half the people spend two to three hours. The other half probably spent three to eight hours. And then, you know, some people spend zero. The law of averages can be fugged with. Quote, each month, almost 100 hours was lost to checking email, texting, playing games, surfing the web, reading articles, checking bank balances, and so on. Over the average lifetime, that amounts to a staggering 11 years. <laughs> My dip almost just fell out. 11 years! Stop the book, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? Over your lifetime, you're going to spend 11 years looking at a screen. Nobody would sign that contract. You know what I'm saying? They make you agree to the terms and conditions. <laughs> Probably on the 50th page of that. Give us your soul for 11 years. Like, It's the same thing as the social contract. Oh, you're a baby? Yeah, you agreed to live underneath an oligarchy. Pay us. So you can't sign a contract under the influence, but you could sign away your life when you're a baby. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Real talk. Some people my age can see through it. Because we got the phones as a teenager. Like, there was a life after it. 
So anybody born like 2005 and beyond, this is all they have. <laughs> they cannot imagine a time where they're not thinking about watching a dream YouTube video. The Minecraft YouTuber. Of course, some kids see it. Not absolutes out here. But <laughs> the Zoomers, they probably are going to spend 30 years looking at a screen. No. I don't know. I've said it before. This she <laughs> needs to get a lot better or I'm out, bro. Like, search algorithms are getting worse. They need to release the real meta before a true Luddite movement gets started. That's me saying I'm out. I'll go live on a commune, but I really won't. I'll fish on the West Coast. We're chilling here for... My point is, and I'm not really considering those things, <laughs> there's going to be a division. Stephen King wrote a book about it. I didn't read it, but I'm pretty sure that's the idea. Moving on. Quote, in 2013, two psychologists invented pairs of strangers into a small room. To smooth the process, the psychologist suggested a topic. Why not discuss an interesting event that happened to you over the past month? Some of the pairs talked while a smartphone sat idle nearby, while the other group's was a paper notebook. Every pair bonded to some extent, but those who grew acquainted in the presence of the smartphone struggled to connect. Dude, <laughs> that's hippie. It has become a totem. We've ascribed so much attention to this item. To uncabalia that, there's a wedge between us. The kid is always thinking about watching a Minecraft video. We are babies. <laughs> like, it's on our leg. It's metastasizing. I could be talking to this boring motherfucker or I could be learning. That's my example of it. I shouldn't have all this information. I'm one guy. Nobody's healthy. Quote, 77% of 18 to 24-year-olds claimed that they reached for their phones before doing anything else when nothing is happening. I'm off of this train, bro. Imagination rules. Sitting there thinking about random shit. It's better than anything you'll ever see online. <laughs> and you get better at it. Start picking up on moods and stuff. The pocket square isn't going to teach you about that. And everyone has a friend that just goes into that zone where their face is sucked in. We lost him. We've known this since the 90s, Adam Alter. Like, they said 40% of World of Warcraft players got addicted. Half of the players had an addiction. That's like more than cigarettes. <laughs> it's all about reformatting your brain. I don't want to get too stoic. Stop chasing pleasure. What are you, five? You need a lollipop? You gotta fucking reformat this shit before big tech programs your brain for you. It's a battle out here, son. Jesus. I think my home button is broken. I keep pressing it and I'm still at work. Thank you. He bought up Restart, which is a video game rehab. <laughs> I've been reading they have TikTok rehabs. Like, I honestly think this stuff is more dangerous than smoking. You're literally tweaking your brain like a meth addict. You're getting dopamine hips more than a joint. I'm not trying to be alarmist. That's the fun. <laughs> you might not see it. It's fucking as clear as day to me. Maybe because I read too much. 60 years from now, there will be a recall on social media. 
You heard it here first. No one's going to remember. <laughs> Bro, this shit gives you such a rush. You're going to be mad the day that you get your brain back. You realize how much time they took from you. And at least smoking cigarettes makes you social. Social media makes you think you're smoshal. Fuck. That's what happens when I try to go philosophizer off the dome. But if I say that again, it'll slap. <laughs> Here's a pretty comforting quote. Kagan noticed that very young babies were drawn to moving hard-edged objects. Babies were edging hard guys? In fact, they couldn't look away when a researcher dangled a wooden block before them. According to Kagan, these infants were showing a behavioral addiction to contour and movement. So we need to ban baby mobiles. They're addictive. It's too much stimulation. <laughs> if you put a raver underneath a baby mobile, it's basically what Burning Man is. Quote, according to Kagan, these infants, I just said that. <laughs> Bro, like, it's 2022. Give your fucking baby an iPad. No one's keeping track. Give your baby a crack pipe. Quote, in 2000, Microsoft Canada reported that the average human had an attention span of 12 seconds. <laughs> By 2013, that number had fallen to 8 seconds. Okay, dude, he's saying it's dwindling. This shit is plummeting, bro. People can't pay attention. I need to condense books down to seven seconds. <laughs> Adam dropped some old etymology into the chapter. <laughs> Addiction originally meant a different kind of strong connection. In ancient Rome, being addicted meant you had just been sentenced to slavery. If you owed someone money and couldn't repay the debt, a judge would sentence you to addiction. You'd be forced to work as a slave until you'd repaid the debt. What? The word addiction comes from slavery? <laughs> We're all debt slaves. It's all the same shit. But, like, the people I see, bro, I'm saying working at a liquor store. This motherfucker might as well be building the Coliseum. <laughs> I'm into mud flood, so I'm just going with the history here. But addiction is its own sort of prison, my guys. The point is, what is freedom at that point? I'm free to eat as many dang good hamburgers as I want. My diabetic heart can take it. That's not freedom. You're a hamburger slave. Dumb example. <laughs> Bro, trust me. I'm giving myself three trust me's per episode from now on. I work at a or Adam went on about the DRD47R gene. We're all addicts. It's a gene, and we still tell people they're wrong. Don't feed into it. Quote, The ability of children to sustain attention is known as a strong indicator for later success in areas such as language acquisition, problem solving, and other key cognitive developmental milestones. We know it's bad for us. We know how to succeed. We still do the same thing. Why? Chapter 2, Goals. Shorten up, this one is pretty obvious. This is my twist. What is Silicon Valley's goal? I think it's to make you dumber so they can sell you things easier. And my fucking goal with this show is to make you laugh and make you learn in as little time as possible. Their second goal is to waste your time. <laughs> You see what I'm doing? I'm not, like, cheaping out on the show, guys. It doesn't matter. But Silicon Valley, they want to make you dumb. They want to waste your time. I'm doing the opposite. 
Adam was focused on Robert Beeman. Let me get to Jim Bean double, Olympic long jumper. He almost fouled out of qualification, then jumped a foot further than anyone in the 1968 Mexico Olympics. So for like 24 years, the best long jump record couldn't be broken. And <laughs> bro, humans are motivated by small goals. I'm going to jump an inch further today. But the big goal, can anyone break that record? I'm going to be the fucking one. <laughs> yeah, baby. You can't program that into an AI. That's the human spirit. First, you got to define your goal. Boring as fuck. Silicon Valley. <laughs> Their goal, it is stated, is to keep you on the platform as long as possible. That's why the search functions are getting so much worse. <laughs> no wonder I'm out of the algorithm. Right away, they we know they stated it. This isn't social connectivity, information spread. Waste your time. Steal your data. Sell you ads. <laughs> Don't we want to see things advance? This is the corporatocracy fused with feudalism. Sorry, poetic. This was a fucking dope study up here. He's saying, how long do you think the average email goes unread? The truth is just six seconds. In reality, 70% of office emails are read within six seconds. Six seconds is less time than it takes to uh, read this paragraph. You're wasting our time. <laughs> this is hugely disruptive by one estimate. It takes up to 25 minutes to become re-immersed in an interruptive task. It takes 25 minutes to regain your total focus. All of these notifications are just ripping you out of the moment, man. It's so deep. <sighs> Think about that shit. <laughs> People open their emails within six seconds. Put the phone down. And this was me when I worked in bank securities. Nick, why aren't you checking your emails at least every 10 minutes? Is the is it that important? <laughs> Adam's got this whole idea. The brain is built for zero inbox. <laughs> you can't feel calm unless you've checked all of your boxes off. And when you invite these technologies into your life, you're asking for more anxiety. It's a demon. <laughs> Like, that's how we're going to pivot to keep this show fresh. We all know it's addictive. It's fucking ruining socialization. It's the devil. <laughs> that's the plot for 2001 A Space Odyssey. A lot of pretty lights in that movie. Technology isn't making us happier. Like, you got fucking CIA Joe Rogan out here. He parrots Marshall McLuhan academics. Humans are the sex organs of the machines. The other side of the coin, do you think humanity was made to make AI or do you think AI is going to outsmart us? Like put the AI books down, just flip that coin in your head. Is the point of humans to make AI or is AI leading us into creating it so it could take us over? That's my shit. Where is it coming from? Maybe it's just a deep temptation. Is that a eurythmic song? New temptations. What do you think? Or should we talk about office emails with Adam Alter? <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Hope you hack my mainframe. But what's puzzling you is the nature of my video game. Enough. I get one parody song and three I told you so's. Quote, Inbox Zero never dies. 
It grows angrier while you try to ignore it. And this isn't all bad. You got Fitbits out there. That's making people healthy. You can use a good notification. Like, what was the point of them telling me to check my emails? <laughs> you hear bosses say it. Keep them busy. <coughs> fuck that guy. Busy work is the highest form of fuck you. <laughs> you waste my time, I will fucking waste your life. The goal of social media and asshole employers, it's to stop you from raising your consciousness. Demonic. I'm not saying a work, okay, people? You've heard the term digital hangover. There's also a such thing as a pretender's hangover. Maybe I should slow down because everyone on YouTube is obsessed with watching things at double speed so they can feel smart. There is a digital hangover. There is a pretender's hangover. That's when you do fake work all day. And so it actually exhausts you more than doing the actual work. <laughs> like we're all wasting each other's time. Digital, it's all stealing from the future. Spirits in a bottle out here. And I'm sending out messages in a bottle. <laughs> Adam starts talking to this lady who got fit off of a Fitbit. He goes, what was the one thing that made it work? She goes, because my Fitbit thinks I can do better. That's the, like, fat mentality. Not making fun. You got to break that mindset. Oh, I guess I'll always be this way. I guess no one can beat that world record. It's all stories, man. <laughs> this isn't the best you. He's going, you just need to hear that you could do better. I think you could do better. I think we could all do better. Let's go to chapter three. Progression. Make tangent on this one progress <laughs> since Steve Jobs died has any CEO invented anything new bro like metaverse VR it's running on Mario 64 graphics again I'm not calling for anything grand out here I'm saying we're in this like 20 year lull where everyone's too scared to step the next line progress what the fuck are we doing <laughs> the whole chapter it reminds me of that short story infinite jest I'm trying to sum this up quick short story even shorter infinite jest about a tv show it's so entertaining you watch it and then everything else feels pointless have we reached this point in technology where it's so good that you put it down and you just feel dead and then you get to pick up the phone again like <laughs> I can't be the only 26-year-old male with a podcast. Is there no one else? Where's the next wave at? Let's change this demented culture. <laughs> the end of Infinite Jest, no one was able to connect to their community. That's what I'm trying to get at here. That's the way back. Progress. Let's regress. <laughs> Too big of a point. Fucking Zoomers. They came into my shop the other day. They were asking for a vape. And I bought them over to our little thing, and we have jewels in there. And they sneered at it. <laughs> what jewels are for old bankers and Wall Street bros? My point of this story, everything is hyper-sectionalized. Like this progress. What are we even progressing towards? Things are 
schisming out. Even hipsters. Bro, are you a hipster or are you a punk? I'm more of an informed contrarian. <laughs> None of this is progressing anywhere. Fucking hippies. Like, you think I'm the contrarian? I don't give a fuck what people think. I'm just reading what I like to. Like, I'm not trying to go be on the con... Let's advance. Let's progress. <laughs> That's this show. We're getting too smart. I'm an informed progressive. I heard that at an open mic. And then this kid plays an electric ukulele. He's forward thinking in one way. Like I should ask these people. You're forward. Uh, pr they talk about politics too. Just scratching my forehead right now. Rather than using the iPhone to, like, <laughs> I don't know, make a more direct democracy, why are we using it to pay bills? Back to the point of the chapter, progress. This shit is a whip. Pay your bills. I'm texting you. I'm your boss. Get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> Same thing. I, I look at, like, jetpack technology on YouTube. <laughs> it's not going to be sold in Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop. People are flying around the mountains in military test videos. It's going to be sent to the police during riots. Whole point of the chapter, progress. These developers have figured out cliffhangers. This was the whole big point of the chapter. He comes up with a new name for it. Bulma Zygnerik. <laughs> this new scientist who's trying to rebrand the most ancient storytelling device. A cliffhanger. So you put away your phone on a low, and then they load something really good for you as soon as you come back. They already mathed it out, bro. You got a seven-second attention span, and you open the app 40 times a day. Don't do math here. Just fucking feel what I'm feeling. They want to see how many videos they can cram into your loops. And I have no incentive to lie to you, like these Mark Zuckerberg on Joe Rogan. I've done more than enough psychedelics to understand thought loops. What these fucking developers are programming is pure evil. It's synthetic psychosis. Bro, I was just talking about TikTok rehab. This girl, oh my god. They did an IQ test on her and it kept dropping the more TikTok she was watching. Oh my fuck. The science is out there at this point. So I'm taking that turn. This is evil, man. They know what they're doing. Evil! Cliffhanger. <laughs> You're fucking taking advantage of stories. Sacrilegious. Yeah, this Lithuanian psychologist, Bulma Zeknarik. He would observe waiters all day. Oh my god, I would kick him out of my cafe. How did this guy get funded to do studies? He's watching waiters. Very academic. Quote, the subjects loathed to stop. And they the subjects, the employees he's talking about, they would get angry when they had to stop. Like you get in that flow state when you're at work. <sighs> and you try to get put on cliffhangers. I'm just breathing off. Like your boss will come around you and try to rev up your anxiety and clean something around you really quick to get you into that state. Just breathe it off. Get Zen master on this shit. Learn how to flip like a, in a second. Back to baseline, bro. Otherwise, 
everybody can hit you with that contrarianism. You're always going to be reacting. Like, <laughs> some of the work dogs, like that quote was saying, they love the whip, man. They want to get hit. Suck energy off of someone else. Or save your energy and lift. He spent 10 pages calling it the Zeke-Narik effect. It's called a cliffhanger. And then he extrapolate this. That's how music works. Yeah, it's called rhythm, fuck hat. I'm from New Jersey. The Sopranos is Bible back there. Christopher, I swear to God, if this meatball sub is cold, every single season ends on a cliffhanger. That's every single mob media. You're just waiting for the pin to drop. When's the main character going to get whacked? Cliffhangers. Bro, they're just taking advantage of us. <laughs> the chapter ends. He's saying uh, those little red bubble notifications. They're set up for never-ending cliffhangers. Like something I've learned, if you don't have a good end to a story, don't even tell it. It's the same thing. People would rather not hear a joke if you don't have a punchline. It's a cliffhanger. And <laughs> unless you learn the trick, you'll always be fucked by it. This was pretty useful at the end. He looked at the Facebook algorithm and they put people into groups. Sensitive, sophisticated, neurotic, submissive, compulsive. I guess that quiz I took in 2007 to see what vegetable I am. Zuck is really sucking all that data. What Disney princess are you? <laughs> they put you into groups on Facebook. And this is what I've learned with the YouTube algorithm too. You're in... Certain people can only reach certain content certain days. <laughs> like your favorite creator will put something out and you get notified about it five days later. Uh, put on the bell icon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, help out if you feel like it, guys. My insight is showing me that all these platforms are taking some sort of authoritarian turn. Like on Instagram, I have 20,000 followers. When I post, it gets shown to 700 followers on average. You get a couple likes and it'll show it to a couple more people. It's in some new bullshit algorithm. I earned 20,000 followers. I post and it is shown to 700. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you even invest in that point if you knew how it truly worked? Which is why you silence a voice like mine. They want you to pay to boost your posts. Like, I already made a connection with the follower. I earned this. It's evil bullshit. And you can't think about it too much because that's how you go crazy. It's not logical. <laughs> the goal is processing. They're turning you into a TikTok star that they could just shove you out quicker. It's probably why like Bill Hicks killed himself. He saw how disposable he was. You're not a genius, bro. <laughs> Everybody's a porn star. Just remember this one at the end of the chapter. Nothing you see online is real. Everything to a degree is manufactured. And I'm not an angel, bro. I'm the best shit poster on the internet. Is this progress? <laughs> We're restricting free speech and markets how it started. Nobody cares. We're regressing. <laughs> Chapter 4. Nipping the addiction. Let me get a couple nips of, uh... You got that sailor's jerry? <laughs> This subsection was called the future of behavior. And we know, bro, your behavior is who you are. 
from ages 8 to 18, children spend more time communicating through screens than they do with other people directly face-to-face. Since the turn of the new millennium, the rate of non-screen playtime fell by 20%. Non-screen playtime. Going outside has fallen by a fifth. <laughs> what do you want to do today? Uh, what do you want to do today? Remember those days? That must never happen anymore. You could just watch a video. Moves on to South Carolina phone rehab. <laughs> there were 12-year-olds who were saying LOL instead of actually laughing. Behavior is contagious. I'm saying these people who only absorb TikTok, what do you think you're becoming? We can't stop it. So don't feel bad. Again, not the point. I hate them. <laughs> Technology is going to make us less personable, more controlled in language. These kids don't know how to laugh. They only communicate with emojis. <laughs> We're going back to hieroglyphs. It would appear that we are becoming dumber. Like, I really thought that kids were going to use YouTube to get smarter. I was wrong. <laughs> Quote, reading motions is a finely tuned skill that atrophies with disuse and improves with practice. And that's what the research found at the summer camp. Yeah, these kids are going to know Python and JavaScript. And they can't talk to humans. Quote, Relying too heavily on tech also leads to a phenomena known as digital amnesia. In two surveys, thousands of U.S. and European adults struggled to remember a raft of important phone numbers. That's British. This has been my thesis all along. Technology is making us stupid. You're not doing the math in your head. You're not memorizing anything. Update the fucking schooling system. We got robots to make lists <laughs> or a pen and paper. We got to teach kids how to think. When your tech elite friend says, my phone is an extension of my brain. Yeah, homie, it's a tumor. <laughs> it's a fucking parasite. Are you using the thing or are you letting it use you? Quote, the MIT psychologist Sherry Turkle has also argued, Turkle, <laughs> that technology turns children into poor communicators. Turkle. This chick went on about kids unable to deal with awkward situations. Remember when I was a kid, <laughs> if there was a silenced pause, awkward, and it could be better. You could rip a fart at that time. I trained myself how to fart. It's a wasted opportunity. Awkward silence. Oh, I'll pull out my phone. <laughs> Instagram. Oh my God, bro. I tuned out of all this stuff when they stopped making it chronological. Like I'm saying, they want to suck you in. Just show me in an order when people posted things. <laughs> I knew something was up. It got too powerful. <laughs> They're fucking with you at that point. And like, I started uses, using Snapchat more when they added group message. I can send 15 dick pics at once. It was pretty awesome. Like, you cannot resist it at that age. <laughs> it's on us. Every adult knows that it's... Harder to fix a bad habit than just get off on the right foot. So we're giving our kids iPads. <laughs> Final quote straight out of Atomic Habits. A well-designed environment encourages good habits and healthy behavior. The wrong environment brings excess and at the extremes behavioral addiction. Chapter 5. Gamification. Final chapter. Starts with the most corporate quote you'll ever hear. In late 2009, Swedish ad agency DDB Stockholm launched an online campaign for Volkswagen. 
I need to get my Mad Men voice for the ad. Wilkes what? <laughs> I'm pulling on my dick to feel like John Hamm. Probably got him in size. Volkswagen was releasing a new eco-friendly car that was designed to make driving more fun. So DDB named the campaign The Fun Theory. See how they're trying to be fun corporate? Fun can change people's behavior for the better. One executive explained, so perhaps a dose of fun would nudge drivers to try their new car. Hey, I'm going to try to work around you and spread anxiety in the workplace. Big shot CEO with his hard-fought wisdom here. People like fun. Now get back to work. This chapter is called Gamification. You ever see that commercial for Grubhub? (laughs) First of all, if a job is advertising on TV for employees, it's a fake job. The commercial is a first-person video of a guy delivering food and they put all these graphics over it he drops off a bag of slop and he gets an XP boost I'm sorry how dumb do you have to be to fall for this I've worked Grubhub I'm not making fun of anybody making a dollar well I could level up my work persona this is real life (laughs) Jesus fuck they're trying to gamify our lives The only real shit is outside, not even in books. Even in the fucking metaverse, bro, there's nothing to unlock. (laughs) You're just starving a slower death in real life. Gamification, it should be called escapism. That's really the ideology that they're trying to fucking dress up here. This works on adults too. (laughs) Like you had to be there, but boomers were brainwashed by Candy Crush for a decade. It happened. (laughs) Some kids are getting smart to gamification. They play enough video games. Half of the games are ruined by loot boxes. Pay to play. You can just skip to the end if you have money. So they're going, yeah, I want a real immersive Elden Dinger. You read these futurism books, you already see it happening. By 2030, you'll own nothing. Everything will be this subscription gamified pay to play model. Gamers, rise up. Gamers, back at the headquarters of Volkswagen, to implement a little bit more fun in the office, you know, workplace culture, they made their staircase a piano. Insert cash or select payment type. (laughs) Corporate fun out there. You want to play a song, you got to do 12 flights of stairs. Get back to work. (laughs) What the fuck, bro? I mean, like, corporations, they were good at fun for a moment. 2008, Red Bull did the athlete machine. I was, like, 12 years old. This was a certified epic moment. (laughs) At this point, the only way for these massive companies to compete is with their BlackRock financial backing. Get creative, motherfuckers. Quote, 60% of the world's developed population is overweight or obese including 67% of Americans, 66% of New Zealanders, 61% of Brits and Germans. Hey, (laughs) all these Germans and British, all you fat Americans, you're 5% less obese. (laughs) This is a wild quote. Reading rates are also falling at a similar pace. Reading rates? Good. Being fattened up, dumbed down, 
sheepishly wandering into the metaverse. Quote, the central theme of gamification is that the experience itself should be its own reward. So, you know, life. <laughs> Whatever, man. More of this corporate jargon. People like fun. No shit. Here's an idea. Experience the experience. It's life. It's right there. This is Orwellian doublespeak. All these futurists use it. Life. <laughs> You're not getting enough of it. There's not enough time. Me too. Like, one of my favorite trippy music videos, the music scene. Maybe I'll throw that in here somehow. This shit is tweaking us, bro. Adam, he mentioned airline gamification. <laughs> you know, you get miles and all that. How come every time I go on a plane, I feel like I'm growing? I know I am a giant six and a half feet tall. These things are... Fee-fi-fo-fum. This eating tray is the size of my thumb. <laughs> if we keep only paying attention to their side games, we're just going to keep getting drilled in the anus. It's funny <laughs> because they act like this is your quality of life. I don't know, man. They hate you. <laughs> what do you want to be told at this point? I already told you you can do it. Now is the most serious part of the show. Use these brain hacks for good. Like, I use my own gamified things-to-do lists. Check your shit off. It feels good. These fucks are using it against us. Fourth-generational warfare. Get on that Patreon. Got a few more quotes. January 2016, the FTC fined Lumos Labs, one of the largest and most successful brain training companies, $2 million. According to FTC, Lumos had engaged in deceptive advertising of its software. This was a brain training app. <laughs> hey guys, I got something to tell you. You, you. you don't get smart by clicking on glowing orbs. <laughs> you gotta maybe read <laughs> brain training apps, and I've done it. Like when I was 15, I was all on this. They have a lot of data on me. Even if you hit me with, they're a private business. I'm the biggest capitalist around. What they're doing is malicious <laughs> so this would be called unethical business practice uh, i'm not trying to confuse anybody it's evil and again make your own choices have fun with the stuff but keep your kids away from this because it will hinder them from reaching their full potential i hope the show helps you we'll slow it down on the outro I have zero intention of collecting your data or whatever the hell. <laughs> One of the best reading tips I've ever heard. Try to feel how the author felt when they wrote the book. Rather than putting the words in your head. That's the point of the show. You just feel what I'm feeling. It's not hatred towards you. That's one of the things you realize. Insecurity is just assuming people hate you. You guys know who I hate. <laughs> what we're trying to do. It's better to learn than trying to memorize data. So for the people that say this show would succeed if there weren't jokes and soundboards, humor is the experience. That's our magic word of the day. What am I going to accrue an audience of data mongers? Those people read research papers. I'm trying to experience new ideas here. We got a couple quotes. 
Games like books with chapters can be built with natural stopping points. Social media platforms can remove the numerical feedback that makes them vehicles for damaging social comparison and chronic goal setting. We and our children will find it easier to resist the lure of behavioral addiction. In its place, we will communicate with one another more directly, rather than through devices. And the glow of these social bonds will leave us richer and happier than the glow of our screens ever could. There it is, guys. Irresistible. Thank you, Adam Alter. Thank you, the listener, for being here for another week. Truly honored to be sharing the information. (laughs) Next week, we got our November edition coming up. Another type of addiction we're talking about. This time, food. Chew on this by the slosh daddy. Loved fast food nation. This guy was in supersized me. Always vital information there. Don't miss it. We're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it moving. Getting the jitters, baby. It's a good show. Patreon.com slash the niche. Harry Schwann on Instagram. Let's end this one with a bang. Goofy as all hell. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Love you. Seriously. Nick Muniz signing off. Peace.